Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 256. This is the podcast that keeps you always updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you once again for downloading. And first-time listeners, thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the show. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. This week, we're going to talk about how you can save money on a 4K TV or a mobile phone plan. Screen-embedded fingerprint reader technology has been unveiled ahead of the iPhone 8 launch, and Apple opens its public betas for iOS 11 and Mac OS High Sierra. We'll tell you how to get a hold of them. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to run our eye over the Audio-Technica, or should say run our ears over the Audio-Technica wireless Bluetooth headphones and the affordable Alcatel A3XL smartphone. And meanwhile, Netflix offers content with Dolby Atmos Audio. And we're going to wrap things up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A big show planned for you, so let's get cracking. Well, if you're in the market for a television or a cheap mobile phone plan, then you've come to the right place. There just seems to be a few stories breaking at the same time about prices and deals and price cuts and all these, this stuff that is uh, very popular among customers. We're talking 4K smart TVs and, of course, mobile phone plans. Everyone needs a mobile phone plan. You can't get by without one. Well, let's start off with the 4K deals. And I did notice a little something uh, this week about Samsung's new 2017 QLED range. That's their 4K smart TV range. They, were, they went on sale in, uh, in April, and uh, they had a big launch for them in March where they announced all the pricing. And pricing was uh, was decent. Don't forget, you're getting these QLED TVs, which are the, the arguably the best LED TV you can buy. And Samsung had their pricing, which uh, which was I wrote about in Tech Guide back in March. And this just this week, uh, I get another price list from the company, and there have been some significant price cuts across the entire range. We're talking Series 7, Series 8, and Series 9. Now, the TVs uh, start, they range in sizes from 55-inch all the way up to a massive 88-inch. So there's the Q7, which is obviously your entry level, the Q8, which are your curved TVs, and then there's the Q9, which is the, the creme de la creme, the top of the line. And every television has been reduced. And we're talking reductions as much as $10,000. And that, that's for the top of the line. Q9 88-inch TV was 39999 
is now twenty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. So if you're in the market for an eighty eight inch TV, you're going to save ten grand off the bat right there. But generally, we're talking a thousand, fifteen hundred, five hundred dollar savings across the board. So uh, I'll get, just tell you about the Q seven fifty five inch was four four nine nine is now three triple nine. Uh, the fifty five inch Q eight was five four nine nine is now four eight nine nine. So that's a decent saving right there. Moving up to the 65-inch uh, Q9 was 9499 is now 8299 So that's $1,200 cheaper right there. And across the board, and I've listed the old price and the latest price there as well. But if it's a 4K TV you're after and you're not wanting to spend thousands of dollars, Kogan has just launched... It's affordable range of 4K UHD smart TVs. Now, I get asked a lot uh, when when talking about brands like Kogan. Uh, I was also asked about the brand that's sold at Aldi. It's Born, the B-A-U-H-N. It's spelled Born uh, 4K TVs, Bound, however you want to pronounce that. Again, that's really cheap as well. I think there's the for for five hundred and ninety nine dollars, they're offering a fifty five inch bound 4K TV at Aldi. So 599 for a 55-inch 4K TV, which is pretty good. Kogan has similar value there. Uh, he's got the... Kogan.com has pre-sale prices. So here's the thing. Here's how Kogan gets you a good deal. They announce the availability of a range of products and then offer pre-sale prices so they can gauge how many they're going to make. So they they set it out there, and these be, these being pre-sale prices means they're pre-ordered. So what happens? A bunch of people jump in, pre-order it. So then Kogan.com knows exactly how many to pump out of the factory. So there's no stock that's going to be laying around in a warehouse. So straight up, you're going to get value there. That's how they give you the these good deals because not only do they go direct from the factory to the customer, but they can also have that that sort of economy of scale there where they know exactly how many TVs they're going to produce. None of them are going to go to Waste. It's a really smart way of doing business. The pre-sale prices for 49-inch Kogan Agora 4K TV, 49-inch, 429 bucks. You want to go up to 55-inch, $499. And if you want to go all the way up to 65-inch, $899. And these TVs are 4K, so they've got 3840 by 2160 resolution. It's 4K Ultra high definition resolution. They're also smart TV, so you can connect to the internet, get your content, watch your Netflix. There's even a built-in PVR, which means you can record programs directly to a USB or a hard drive straight out of the box. So that that Kogan offers a PVR built in. But it gets even better with these TVs. The fifth, the forty-nine inch and the sixty-five inch actually have their panels were sourced from Samsung. So it's a Samsung panel in that Kogan television. Now, it doesn't have the Samsung smarts and color technology and everything else that enhances the picture quality, but still, you're looking at a Samsung panel. And I just mentioned how expensive this, the prices of the Samsung panels, the 4K TVs, a moment ago. 
The 55-inch, which is the middle model, that's got a panel sourced from LG. And they're no slouches in the TV department either. They've obviously got their OLED range, which is amazing, but they also do make some pretty smart LED TVs, uh, super ultra-high definition uh, resolution. And so uh, they're a pretty respectable brand when it comes to displays as well. So it's you're getting... And Kogan's quite open with this because he has said... Uh, the company has mentioned that the, these panels, uh, they're open of where they've come from, and that will, will give customers, I think, a little bit of reassurance that they're not, they're not buying a lemon. They're actually going to be viewing Samsung or LG panels depending on the size of the TV they want to buy. Now, as I said, these are prepaid prices, so pre-order them. You can jump in now. I've put the links to all of those TVs on, on that Tech Guide, so you can, you can order them and uh, see all their features, the, the features that I've gone through. You can even see the look of them. They've actually got a nice design with uh, the two small legs either side rather than having one big stand. There are, there are two separate legs uh, that, that go uh, the width of the TV. The bezel is actually quite thin. So it does, design-wise, it does look impressive. It doesn't look like a cheap television, uh, as does the, the, uh, from, the Bourne from Aldi. Uh, that, that, that's not a bad-looking television either. That actually comes with a Chromecast as well. So uh, you, can, you can access all your content, all your, your Netflix stand, all, the, all those connected services, streaming services on all of these TVs, as well as the Kogans and, of course, the Samsungs as well. They've had a haircut in the price too. So if you're looking to get the top of the line, all the bells and whistles uh, 4K TV, then and if it's a Samsung you're after, it is going to get cheaper. I think the reason for that price, the price slicing uh, from Samsung, is that all the other rival brands, you know, Panasonic, LG, Sony, Hisense, all of their TVs, their new 2017 range, have, are just hitting the market as well. Sort of late May, uh, June is when all those other TVs hit the market. So I think Samsung wanted to be a little bit more competitive and try to stay at number one. They are the number one brand, and they want to stay there, of course. So uh, the Samsung TVs, you're probably thinking, well, why should I spend $4,000 on a TV when I can buy one for $4.99? Well, don't kid yourselves with with the, the differences there. There are several differences in terms of quality, design. There is a reason why a TV is thousands of dollars more expensive. It's the picture quality, the technology. Like Samsung's got QLED technology, which is quantum dot alloy technology that that does remarkable things for color and picture quality and clarity and accuracy. Uh, these other cheaper brands, yeah, they've got the resolution and they've got the impressive brands. They've got a Samsung or LG panels inside. But in terms of the secret source that makes picture quality and color and accuracy, uh, that, 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 that's one thing that they're lacking. So that, that's the reason why the pricing is so, is so different. So I think a lot of people, if they can manage their expectations and, and know that they've only paid $599 for a TV and not expecting it to be outperform a, a $4,000 Samsung or LG for that matter or any other big brand like that, then I think that you're going to stay within your – if you keep reasonable expectations – you're going to be happy with your purchase. If you do want to spend 4000 on on a Samsung or 3000 on a Samsung or an LG or a Sony, then, of course, you're going to see better picture quality. Of course, you're going to see slicker design and all these other bells and whistles. 
that, that come with it. So you really do get what you pay for. But if you're after some value and if you want uh, to get a good deal, then obviously Kogan and Aldi can help you out there. If you're willing to spend a bit of money uh, and you do pay, get what you pay for, then go for those bigger brands. Moving on to the mobile plans now, and interestingly, Vaya, uh, another SIM card uh, provider, they actually operate through the Optus 4G network. They've done a deal with Coles, and this is for a six-month prepaid plan and for six months it's going to cost 150 bucks you get unlimited talk unlimited text and five gig of data every 30 days so you pay 150 that works out at 25 bucks a month and you get that coverage five five gig of data for six months after six months it reverts back to a normal regular monthly plan so you move automatically to that month-to-month plan with no locking contracts. If you want to get rid of it, get out of it, you can. But the six-month is kind of an introductory offer. You buy your SIM card only at Coles, available exclusively at Coles. Sign up, get on the internet, port your number over if you have to, and you're away. But just on that, there aren't many telcos that offer extended plans like that. Usually you're paying every 28 days, every 30 days, in some cases every 35 days in the Vodafone prepaid. But there aren't many other companies that allow you to take a longer term. Apart from Kogan Mobile, I thought it was interesting to compare the Vaya deal, which is 150 for six months, five gig a month. Kogan also has a similar offer, and they've got a special promotion at the moment, where if you want to have a similar deal, you can get for 29.90 a month, you can get five gig of data, unlimited calls and texts. If you want to go for 90 days, you can pay 63.90 to be covered for 90 days. That's the equivalent of 21.30 a month. But if you want to go for the year, now remember, Vaya had 150 bucks for six months, five gig a month, unlimited calls and texts. Kogan has a deal, five gig a month. If you want to pay for the entire year, it's $205.58, which works out at $16.90 a month, which for $55 more than the Vaya plan, you could go a whole year of getting five gig a month and unlimited calls and texts. Kogan Mobile operates on the Vodafone network. That's the only difference to, between Vaya. Vaya operates on the Optus network. But between those two, Vaya and Kogan Mobile, you can, you can find a pretty good deal there. If you want to read more about all of those stories and see all those amazing prices, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Well, some interesting news coming out of Mobile World Congress, Shanghai. Now, I was in Barcelona for the big Mobile World Congress, the main Mobile World Congress, back in February. But there is a secondary Mobile World Congress that's held every year in Shanghai. And there was some interesting technology unveiled. And the the technology I'm talking about is fingerprint sensor technology embedded in a touchscreen. Now, this is supposedly the rumoured feature of the upcoming iPhone 8. The big rumour with the iPhone is that it's going to have the entire front face of the phone is going to be entirely made up of an an OLED screen, an AMOLED screen. The home button is gone, if you believe the rumours. They're going to get rid of the home button to, to claim that added real estate on the front and make that all screen. But the next question is, well, how is Touch ID going to work? How is the fingerprint reader going to work? And a lot of people assume, well, they're going to put the fingerprint reader on the back. 
and a lot of companies have done this. Samsung did, did this with the S8. They, uh, they wanted that longer, thinner screen to fit more screen in a smaller space, and they decided to put the fingerprint reader on the back beside the camera uh, to allow for that added space. They had, they had a virtual home button, so Samsung decided on that, uh, that solution. Other companies just have always had their, their fingerprint reader on the back of the device, which makes sense because that's kind of where your finger rests when you're holding your phone. So it makes sense to do that. But no, Apple was rumored to be developing a technology where your fingerprint can be read through the display. And everyone was thinking, well, how's that going to happen? Has it actually been invented? Well, it has been invented and was demonstrated in Shanghai. The technology was developed by Qualcomm, which is a well-known chip and radio manufacturer for many of the mobile phones on the market today, run Qualcomm chipsets on board. Now, Qualcomm has demonstrated this technology at the Mobile World Congress in Shanghai using a Vivo X-Play 6 smartphone. So this wasn't a video. This was an actual demo of the technology. So what it meant was that the user could place their finger on a designated portion of the screen and this ultrasonic technology could scan the user's fingerprint through the screen's cover glass. So... It solved the problem of no home button, but supplies a fingerprint reader for that added security. And as I said, this is the technology that Apple is rumored to be working on or rumored to be perfecting. So they've developed their own version of this technology, so we hear, that will work through this OLED display that they're planning to use with the iPhone 8. So it'll be really interesting to see how this technology will roll out. No doubt Qualcomm's a business. They want as many phone companies to use this technology. So they'll, they'll no doubt offer it to the Samsungs and LGs and HTCs and Huawei's of the world in order to, to spread their technology. So expect this to be a big feature in maybe phones that are, are out later this year, early next year. I think Mobile World Congress in Barcelona, February next year, you're going to probably see this a lot more. So there might be uh, no more physical home buttons, but that's not going to get rid of the fingerprint sensor there at, at using this technology. So great news for phone designers and phone developers. And uh, if the rumors are correct, we're going to see this on the iPhone 8. If you want to hear more about that technology, you know where to find it, techguide.com.au. Now, it wasn't long ago when Apple had their worldwide developers conference and unveiled iOS 11 and Mac OS High Sierra. Now, these were the two operating systems. The operating system, iOS 11, is for the iPhone and the iPad. Mac OS Sierra is for the Mac, for MacBook, iMac, MacBook Pro, for, the, uh, for their computer line. Well, the good news for anyone who is a little impatient and not wanting to wait until the final versions are released in September is that they are now available today using a, the Apple's public beta system. Now, iOS public beta kicked off uh, last week, as did the Mac OS uh, High Sierra. 
We'll talk about iOS 11 first. It is for your iPhone and iPad, and it is in particular more features for the iPad for the first time than the iPhone, which is unusual for iOS. Normally, it's iPhone gets all the cool features, but this time around, it's the iPad that's probably going to get the most benefit from iOS 11. Uh, so the things to look out for in iOS 11, you're going to see on on the iPad, you're going to see a new look dock, uh, better multitasking, a new files app, uh, better Apple Pencil capabilities. You're going to hear clearer and sharper Siri male and female voices, and they're going to be even more intelligent. You're also going to see new live photo effects like loop and bounce and long exposure effects. Another key one, especially for iPhone users, is do not disturb while driving. This is going to be a mode that will virtually shut your phone down, not allow notifications to come through so you can keep concentrate, keep your eyes on the road. There's also going to be a newly redesigned app store to help you uh, make it easier to discover new apps. There's also going to be a redesigned control center, you know, when you sweep up from the home screen and you'll see all the little widgets and shortcuts to all your features. That's going to be redesigned also. Uh, so they're, they're the main features of iOS 11. And if you want to get these on your device, a word of warning, uh, and this is Apple saying this as well, this is, you've got to remember, this is beta software. So it's not the final version. So not everything's going to work as it's supposed to. It could be a little bit buggy. There may be some of your favorite apps not work properly with iOS 11. So first thing you want to do is back up your iPhone or iPad. Second thing to consider is maybe installing this on a secondary device, maybe not your primary iPhone. If you've got a, an iPad, maybe throw it on the iPad, but if it's your everyday iPhone, there may be some apps and some features that don't work properly with iOS 11. So just word of warning, uh, this may be the case. Uh, you will be able to uh, enroll at beta.apple.com. And with iOS, what you do is download a configuration profile. So you'll go to this thing, enroll your uh, device. It'll, it'll lead you to a page. You install this little profile, and then it'll say restart the device. And when the device is restarted, you go back into the settings, general, software update. And in the software update, you'll see the iOS 11 beta there waiting for you, and then you'll you'll be able to install it on your device. But uh, make sure you back up everything before you do that, and you'll be receiving updates as they're released. So there'll be iOS 11 beta 1, beta 2, 3, until they hit the final version. So keep an eye out for them. You'll get the notification if you are part of the beta program. So... Again, be careful with this. It's beta software, so it may not perform as as it should. Uh, some apps might not work uh, properly. Uh, so you got to remember that this is beta, and it's not going to work as the commercial version. So the the final version will be. So if you you got a spare device or you're willing to take the chance, go for it. That's how you do it. Similar story if you're looking to join the public beta for Mac. Uh, OS High Sierra. So if you're a Mac user, you've got an iMac, you've got a MacBook, a MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, you can install a Mac OS High Sierra on your Mac right now. And same warnings apply. If you do, uh, if you have a spare Mac, again, this is not going to work as uh, everything's not going to be 100% perfect. There may be some little things. And by the way, part of the beta, this public beta, is for users to f offer feedback, uh, tell uh, Apple about these uh, issues that you may be having. There are feedback assistant 
apps on both on your Mac and on your phone, so you can easily uh, tell uh, Apple about some issues you may be have having. That's the whole reason for the beta in the first place. So uh, there's that as well. So yeah, if if you, this is going to be on your primary Mac, just keep a just just be mindful that there may be some issues. Some things may not perform a hundred percent. It is a beta program to begin with, so just remember that. Uh, same deal if you want to go through and install this. What you need to do uh, is a similar process to uh, iOS, which I'll get to in a minute. I just want to talk about the features first. It's been – this is more of a refinement of Sierra rather than a total uh, reno. So it's uh, more a re-architecture of the way the Mac stores data for a start. So they've got a new Apple file system. They've also introduced a new video standard, HEVC, which is a new way to compress video, 40% more compression than H.264, which is what we use for HD. Now that with the popularity of 4K video, the HEVC uh, is going to help compress that video even further, so it makes 4K video even easier to share. There's going to be a VR development toolkit as well, so if you're into virtual reality. Photos have been improved, so better ways to organize and edit your photos. There's also, and on, uh, on Safari, this is a really cool feature that's called Intelligent Tracking Prevention. Now, for those of you who have maybe done a search or uh, you, you, there's something you, you look for online, uh, and you'll notice that a lot of ads for that product now follow you across the internet, whether it's on Facebook or on other sites. These little cookies follow you around. There is a way for that to be uh, to be blocked now with uh, intelligent tracking prevention so that your searches and online behavior doesn't follow you across the internet. The uh, Safari browser is also going to have a bit of a – to be souped up to be faster to stream your content, uh, especially when we're using it to stream content like Netflix and all that online, Stan. A lot of people watch it on their computer. Also going to be improved mail, so it makes it easy to find what you're looking for. So a refinement, more of a refinement than a total redo of the system. But if you do want to try it, you go to beta.apple.com, you choose the macOS tab, and then you uh, back up, of course, your Mac before you do any install of the beta software. And you can download and install the public beta access utility on your Mac. Once you've done that, then you can view the public beta in the App Store. So once you've installed that utility, you go to the App Store, and then you will be able to see and download the public beta in the App Store. So uh, you're away right there. Uh, so if, you, you, if you're impatient and you want to have this software straight away, then the place to do it is uh, join those public betas. We've, had, we've put step-by-step instructions as well as shown uh, highlighted the many features at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that helps keep you and your family safe online. There's lots of valuable stuff stored on your computer, family photos, videos, tax and work documents. But what would you do if all of a sudden that was gone, encrypted and impossible to retrieve? Well, that right there is called ransomware. That's a malware that locks you out of your files, then demands that you pay up or lose access to them forever. 
Now, the bad news is ransomware is actually on the rise in Australia. In fact, Australia is now the most targeted country for ransomware attacks in the Southern Hemisphere. Norton Security Premium is a powerful internet security solution that can help keep you safe from ransomware, including the recent WannaCry and Petya ransomware attacks. It does this by blocking dangerous files, warning you against dodgy links before you click, and backing up files from your PC to the cloud so you'll have a copy if anything goes awry. To learn more about how to protect your online life, visit au.norton.com. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennig. Okay, our first review of the week is the Audio-Technica ATH-DSR7BT. That's the model number of these wireless Bluetooth Headphones. Now, Audio-Technica, very respectable brand, and these headphones have some remarkable technology on board. There's pure drive technology, which means that there was this perception that having wireless uh, Bluetooth uh, would affect the audio quality, so the, the signal degrades, so you don't get the full signal, the full digital signal. Well, Audio-Technica's got this technology, pure drive technology, which means it delivers the full digital signal without a DA conversion, without a digital analog conversion. So you're getting pure music, even even wirelessly, from your mobile device. Now, these headphones are really nicely designed. They're really comfortable to wear as well. They've got a, a leather headband, memory foam ear cup, so it has a touch of luxury to it. You can feel the build quality, so really comfortable to wear them for hours on end. There are controls on the left ear cup, so you've got your main controls, look after your volume, navigate your music back as the forwards and pausing it. A little trackpad there lets you play and pause your music with a, with a little touch as well. Uh, the on-off and Bluetooth pairing switches on the right ear cup, so you can handle all the navigation without even having to touch your phone or your other device that you happen to be streaming from. It's also got NFC on board, so you can pair with a single touch with compatible devices as well. It remembers up to eight Bluetooth devices. So if you've got a few devices or you maybe lent this to a mate or something, it'll remember up to eight Bluetooth devices, which is really handy. But these headphones are designed for purists. If you're an audiophile, you like these are high-res audio compatible, by the way, so you're going to hear some stunning audio quality. I've got to say, one of the best-sounding earphones we've ever heard, best-sounding headphones we've ever heard. These are They, they look great. They sound great as well. Uh, and, and it's all thanks to that technology under the hood there, 45-millimeter true motion drivers with specially designed diaphragms even to produce that high-resolution sound. Uh, and that onboard chipset, that, that's, what, that's another part of the secret source that controls the driver amplitude, so you don't need that DA conversion. Uh, so you're getting uh, wireless Bluetooth transmission in all its glory. You're getting no degradation in the audio quality, even though you are streaming it through the air rather than using a cable. On the audio side, I, as I said, these are brilliant. They're, they're really good quality in terms of it's got everything. It's got the clarity. It's got that that real body, that, it's that, that warmth and full body and richness of audio. And it's a combination that you don't hear very often. The clarity, the full body, the richness, the warmth. Not, not every headphone ticks the boxes like this one does. And the bass is also spot on as well. You, it, my, my issue with a lot of headphones is they either overdo the bass or under, undercook the bass. This has hit it spot on. So if you're a music fan 
and you're a fussy listener, you love audio, good audio quality, then you're going to be really impressed with the Audio Technica headphones. Now, I mentioned they've got all high-res audio playback, and the way you can hear high-res audio is by using the the USB cable that comes with the headphones. There's no 3.5 mil cable, so forget being able to connect it to a device with a headphone jack. Uh, the only cable you're going to get is a USB cable. Uh, the, the, even if you run out of battery, remember that some of the old headphones you can just plug it in with the cable and you can listen without having battery power so it draws the power from the device you won't have be able to do that it's probably one of the only downside of the product is it doesn't have a 3.5 mil audio cable although wireless gives you great quality but if you do run out of battery uh, you're stuck until you recharge it again but if there is a cable a micro usb cable that allows you to connect it to a usb port in your computer to listen to that higher resolution music wirelessly it wouldn't transmit as uh, in that high quality but you can get music at up to 24 bit 96 kilohertz which is up in the high res audio range so that is really impressive if you want to do that. Uh, the battery goes for 15 hours. That, that's really impressive. Single charge, that's a couple of days if you, you're, you're a commuter or you're listening to music. That's almost two days of listening before you've got to uh, plug it back into the PowerPoint again. Now, the Audio-Technica headphones are not cheap. They're $599. I know a lot of people think, wow, $599 for a pair of headphones. Well, I think, yes, it is a bit more expensive, but it is... The, the, more expensive than other headphones on the market for sure, but not many headphones sound as good as this. So I think there's a lot of people who are willing to pay for quality. Then I think people who pay for this are not going to be disappointed. The quality is absolutely superb. Definitely worth a listen. If you want to read our full review, you can see that at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Next up, we're talking about the Alcatel A3 XL smartphone. Now, Alcatel has always, they've made a habit of creating really well, well-designed well smartphones packed with features, but at an amazing rock-bottom affordable price. And that is exactly what they've done with the A3 XL. It's called XL for a reason, extra large. It's got a six-inch screen. This is a phablet, ladies and gentlemen, a phone tablet. This has got a big screen. And for those people who love consuming content on the move, uh, l- viewing websites on the go, reading their emails in, in on that big, beautiful display, this is a device that's going to appeal to you. And it's only priced at 179 bucks. You look at this phone and you think, wow, 179 It's available through Vodafone. It's a lot of bang for your buck that you're going to get, as is typical with any Alcatel device. The screen is HD resolution, so 1280 by 720. Uh, pictures, apps look great on it. Videos, uh, you can use all your, all your different apps. It's got Android on board, Android 7.0 on board, as a matter of fact. So every any app you could run on a Samsung Galaxy S8, you can run on the Alcatel A3 XL that costs hundreds of dollars less than those top-of-the-line devices. Powered by a quad-core 1.1 gigahertz processor, uh, really responsive as well. I I was really impressed with how quickly the apps opened and everything worked. Uh, it, It was pretty slick. Uh, Design-wise, you're looking at uh, really nice thin design. I think it's only about 8 millimeters thick. It's got a nice textured back panel. It's even got a fingerprint reader, can you believe? For under $179, it's even got a fingerprint reader on the back that opens in a second. It's not instantaneous like some others, but it's, it's... 
half a second slower, but still pretty good for $179. And I think that's that's a really key thing for people to keep in mind. You're paying 179 bucks for a phone, so don't expect that you, it's going to outperform the Galaxy S8 or the iPhone. It's not. You, you, the, the screen might not be as sharp. The processor might not be as fast. But uh, for the price, what you get for the money, 6-inch screen, quad-core processor, the cameras... 8-megapixel main camera, 5-megapixel front camera. Pictures on this are surprisingly good. If you're a selfie fan, you're going to love this even more because the 5-megapixel front-facing camera also has a flash. So whether you're in the sun or in a nightclub, your photo is going to be illuminated perfectly thanks to that front-facing flash. Not many cameras, even hundreds of dollars more expensive than this one, can claim to have a front-facing flash. Nice bit of alliteration there. So if you do love your selfies, there is a flash there. Uh, Battery-wise, you've got a 3,000 milliamp hour battery, which will last a day and a half. Big big device equals big battery, which is always a plus because you know you're going to get more power. It's going to run even better. You've got 16 gig of internal memory, but there's also a SIM card, micro SD card slot, so you can expand the memory. And, of course, there's a SIM card slot because it uh, it takes the micro SIM, not the nano SIM like the iPhone, slightly bigger SIM. But if you do buy it from Vodafone, they're going to give you that multiple fitting SIM card. The phone is 179 bucks, which I think is excellent value. I think if you're a younger user, maybe uh, maybe a, a student or a parent wants to give their child a phone, or maybe you're a customer who's looking to buy their first smartphone, this is a great choice. Or if you're looking for a bargain, then look no further. The Alcatel X, A3XL is certainly that at 179 bucks. If you want to read our full review, check it out, techguide.com.au. Now, over at Netflix, we're, we've heard some incredible news that some of their latest content, some movies that's going to be, uh, that are going to be rolled out in the coming months, is going to have Dolby Atmos sound quality. Now, for those who don't know what Dolby Atmos is, let me explain. Normally, in a surround sound system, you've got your uh, front left, front right, center speaker, uh, side, side left, side right, rear left, rear right, surround sound so it's basically on the same plane as the the viewer slash listener so when you're hearing noises they're coming from around you what dolby atmos adds are speakers that come that project sound from above so you're hearing noises drop down onto you or like a plane going overhead or the atmospheric sounds of a forest it allows you to hear what I call three-dimensional sound. So three, it's like you're in a, a sphere of sound, 360 degrees worth. Well, Net, Netflix is now offering this with their latest content. And one, one movie called Okja, which stars Tilda Swinton, Jake Gyllenhaal, it's available not only in 4K and HDR high dynamic range, it's also available with Dolby Atmos as well. They've also announced some other titles to follow. Blame, July 28th, is going to be Dolby Atmos. Death Note in August. Bright, starring Will Smith in, in December. Wheelman, later this year in 2017. These are movies that are going to have Dolby Atmos as well as the growth 
growing, uh, Netflix has a growing library of 4K content and HDR content, high dynamic range. So if you've bought a TV in 2017, uh, you can not only enjoy 4K, uh, you can also enjoy HDR, high dynamic range. Now, if you've got a Dolby setup, uh, if you've got a home theater, you'll see you'll need speakers on the ceiling to come down onto the onto the viewers. But there are other ways to enjoy Dolby Atmos, including with some sound bars. I know Samsung's got a great Dolby Atmos sound bar. If you've bought a 2017 LG OLED TV, you'll also be able to enjoy this Atmos content because every LG OLED TV has Dolby Atmos speakers built in. So how's that for future-proofing yourself? So you can watch all the latest content in its highest picture quality, but now also in its highest sound quality as well. I think that's a great deal. Netflix doing well there to provide that. Just while we're on Netflix too, they've, they've also jacked their prices up. Because of the uh, the now the, the GST, which they've actually called the Netflix tax, prices have gone up. So entry level is now uh, $9.99, up from $8.99. Standard package, $13.99, up from $11.99. And if you want the premium package, that is now $17.99, up 3 bucks from $14.99. Still a pretty good deal. You're getting plenty of great content that not only looks good, but sounds good as well. You want to hear more about that? Read that story at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Meet Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure and fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi across the board. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs and doors. With a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while you're streaming your favourite movies and TV shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi Tri-Band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed you're paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Now, I had an interesting question from a reader as an email. Uh, this person was asking about, they'd, they'd read my review of the Panasonic 4K UB900 4K Blu-ray player. And this person said, look, I'm interested in buying this because I do want to be able to enjoy the uh, the benefits of it, like the, the different codecs and, and support it has for these other things. And this person, though, only had a, uh, a full HD projector and a full HD uh, receiver. And my response to his question was, well, you're not going to see much because it's going to dumb everything down to, to HD, which you've already got. So being buying an, an expensive 4K player really doesn't make any sense right now unless you've got a 4K projector or 4K TV or a receiver that can handle 4K pass-through. Uh, and I explained this to the this person and explained the fact that if you do simply update the projector or television, you can watch 4K 
uh, on that on that projector or TV and bypass the receiver. So this receiver doesn't have 4K pass-through, the, the Yamaha receiver that he has. So there is a way to bypass. So you connect directly from the player, the 4K player, to the projector slash television to watch the video clearly in 4K. And then there's the other port on the player just connects directly to the receiver just for audio because the receiver only handles audio. It doesn't need to handle video uh, if you don't want it to. So there is the sound through the receiver, the 4K video through the projector or the TV. If, in the end, this person decides to get a 4K receiver, a 4K compatible receiver, then he'll be able to pass the signal from the 4K Blu-ray player to the receiver. Then the receiver connects to the to the TV or projector as it is right now with his HD setup. Then that his setup will then be 4K setup with only one cable being needed to go from the player, which handles video and audio in one, through the receiver to the projector. Bob's your uncle. So... Getting a 4K player when you've only got three three full HD TV and receiver is kind of like cracking an egg with a sledgehammer. It's you don't really need all that stuff. It's going to dumb everything down to four to to full HD anyway. So my advice would be to stick to Blu-ray. Once you buy your 4K TV or projector and upgrade the system, then go shout yourself a 4K player. And that 4K player, the Panasonic, the uh, the Panasonic 4K Blu-ray player, I have reviewed on Tech Guide, and you can read it right there at TechGuide.com.au. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our show for this week. It went so fast. You can read about everything that we've t- talked about on the show at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, please feel free. Email us at info at techguide.com.au. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.